And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I'm Deontay Burton, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamadou Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm Chris Paul, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Luke Dort, and I'm down to Dort. What's Dort? I, I'm not gonna lie, I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shake Gilders Alexander. I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre Robinson, and I'm down to dunk. Yeah. On you. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me today on this beautiful Monday morning. Actually, I don't even know if it's beautiful. It's dark outside. Michele Barra. Michele, what's up? Well, here is mildly sunny, so okay. we have a good day here. Okay. Um, it's glad. I'm glad to be back on Monday. Yeah, that's good to last, have you. Last week has been terrible so it's great to be back well it's great to have you back so today i came up I was, <laughs> this idea is kind of about the nba finals being terrible mm-hmm. <laughs> because i didn't want to have to talk about the finals really at all turns out game three was awesome jimmy butler was outrageous last night and if you haven't heard the stat he's the first wing in the modern era to ever get a 40 point to have to ever have 40 points without taking a three, which is wild. Yeah. Uh, it is wild. He was so good last night. I mean, he just dominated from beginning to end. And, uh, it was, it was a very, very enjoyable basketball game last night. Yeah. I mean, I have yet to see the first half um, because I, I got up really late this morning. So I had time just for the second half, um, but it was incredible. I mean, Jimmy was very passive in game one and game two, or the Lakers did a better job on him. Um, however, you want to frame this, Jimmy had an awesome night mm-hmm. and the Heat needed that. And the fact that he was able to get in the teeth of the defense all night, um, don't settle for, he didn't settle for uh, many outside jumpers. And I mean, it was, it was just a night where he had it. And I think the Heat will need that even if Bam is back, even if uh, Dragic will be back for game four, we don't know yet. Um, I think that this kind of Jimmy is what Miami needs. Um, I will not bank on the fact that the Lakers will shut that poorly uh, in the next games because the shot quality was actually good, but the, the results weren't as good. So it will be a fun series. I mean, if somehow Miami gets game four, then then it's a series. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not quite buying it yet. No, me, me neither. Because, I mean, it's it's LeBron James. And he had, like, a few bad possessions in the fourth quarter that he probably wants back. And and even then, I mean, Zach Lowe, I was listening to Zach Lowe uh, post-game um, podcast this morning. And he said something along the line, like, 
when did you believe that the Heat will um, were, were going to win? And, and I could say, I mean, up until the last two, three minutes of the yeah, game. It was, it was because, two minutes, yeah. Then I was like, okay, seems like they're really yeah, going to make this happen. Exactly. So this is how the Lakers makes you, make you feel. Like, they are that good. And I don't care about the fact that they seem to have, like, a bad bench or whatever. They have two very functional superstars that can work together. And this is... This is incredible. No one other <clears throat> franchise, excuse me, no, no, no other franchise has that. Yeah. Uh, Kawhi and Paul George are not that functional together. Russ and Harden are not that functional together. Hmm. This is just reality. I mean, the next duo that is very functional may be Porzingis and Doncic. Um, they are very, very functional together, but they are not there yet. So we'll see. Yeah, it's interesting. And so today's show... We are going to break down the NBA draft and also the players in the NBA finals and see if there's any comps for these NBA draftees in the 2020 draft. So I thought we could talk about the Lakers and then talk about the Heat and use Sam Vecini's top 100 list to go off of and uh, kind of explain some who these guys are and maybe what, what they can offer. So I'm going to go to theathletic.com which you can get for $1 a month right now go to down or go to theathletic.com/downtodunk and get the athletic for $1 so here's Sam Vecini's big board let's uh let's go ahead and say this i don't have comps for Anthony Davis, LeBron James or Jimmy Butler in this draft do you, do you have a comp for any of the 3 Okay. Well, well, yeah. Just just for Jimmy, um, I don't think that there is. Uh, Let's start with Jimmy here. because he's the he's the hot hot hand here. From yeah, time. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not that Anthony Edwards can have uh, like the average the average outcome of Anthony Edwards is not Jimmy Butler. Um, it's probably something along the line of the on waiters with maybe a slightly better career. Yeah. Uh, but he has the potential to be that kind of guard, mm -hmm. especially if he buys in on defense. Uh, he has the size, uh, like his size is very comparable to Jimmy Butler. The fact that he likes to create his own shot um, and, and be extremely physical, that is another uh point that they might quality that they might have in common that said there is a long way to go from being anthony edwards to be jimmy butler oh my but goodness. yes because butler build his own uh, his future based on consistency hard work um attitude. play attitude play like a remarkably good defense yeah. um so Clearly, Edwards didn't show any any of this <laughs> uh, in the college level. I mean, no consistency, no um, no defense whatsoever. Well, he had some moments where he could play some defense, but this is not how you should and you should play defense at the NBA level. You cannot take possessions off as a rookie. So, doesn't Tony Edwards possess the potential to be an All Star guard? Yes, he does. Mm -hmm. um, with shot creation potential and defensive upside. This is why I think he's the only one in this class that can really relate to Jimmy uh, as a player. But I mean, 
who listens to uh, Thunder After Dark Thunder After Dark knows that he's not my go-to guy in this draft. So mm-hmm. I will I wouldn't hold my breath into him becoming a player to the level of Jimmy Butler or at least the Jimmy Butler that we know today. Yeah, I wouldn't disrespect Jimmy in my dock and put Anthony Edwards' name next to his. I just <laughs> couldn't do it. <laughs> Refused to do it. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, I I Edwards is a risk. He's a yeah. risk to me because he was he was killing guys in college. It's great. It's really good. He's 18, like he's a young player. Uh, I don't know. There's just something about him that I really don't trust. And I need to see he needs to go to the right organization. And that's really going to be that's going to be every single player in this draft is they need to go to the right organization. And the truth is, some of them are going to go to the wrong one. You know, yeah, the Kings do have a pick, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, but like I remember three years ago when we were discussing the draft and Ben Simmons and um, I had the same feeling that I have on Anthony Edwards. Granted, I trusted Ben Simmons' abilities, basketball abilities way more than I trust Anthony Edwards, but about the the defensive side and the the hard work, the, the work ethic, I have this, I had the same concern. He was not a good defensive player in college. He just didn't care about defense in college. And year one in the NBA, he is, I don't know, top 30 defender in the NBA. Yeah. Right from the start. So who knows? Maybe Edwards just didn't want to, or, and this could be another reason. I mean, college coaches tell their superstar player not to play defense to avoid fouls because if they are out of the out of the court, then the team loses. Uh, granted, Georgia lose, lose anyway, so lost Georgia. anyway, and, and lost a lot. But, um, but who knows? Maybe he is just a better defender than what he showed to us, and he's working extremely hard right now as we speak uh, about, on his shot, on his defense, on his fundamentals. We don't know that. Yeah, he's got, he's, he's got athletic potential, and he can score the ball. My comp for yeah. him is Dion. People forget, like, Dion Waiters wasn't always just a big dummy. Like, he had some good years in the NBA. Mm -hmm. And if if you could just have Dion Waiters just get it together mentally, Mm -hmm. he's probably contributing on that Lakers team right now. Yeah. You know, it's (laughs) the Lakers need guys still. Like, they, they need people to step up. And Dion lost it somewhere along the way. I mean, he was at the. We was with the Miami Heat. He was with Heat culture for years yeah. and didn't get it together. So that's a problem. But he, I mean, he had the year where he's, you know, at center court hitting shots and, you know, folding his arms and you know beat <laughs> I, he beat the Warriors. I, he's he's a he's a good player. And yeah. it's like it almost feels like an insult to Anthony Edwards to say like, oh, he's going to be like Deion Waiters, but. Like he could be like best case scenario, Dion Waiters, which is a he could be, which is a really good player. That's like that's a starting player in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. About Dion, I mean, the 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 year that he had on the Heat was a year without a lot of pressure, and yeah, I wonder, I wonder, like he had a ton of pressure on OKC, but but like, but the real pressure was on someone else's shoulder there mm-hmm. on, on this version of the heat. I don't know. It just, it seems that he just lost his way. 
somewhere in between uh, OKC and Miami. Because the first year was still good, but then I don't know what happened. And I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just that the Thunder culture is something even greater than what we, we know. And yeah. that locker room was actually able to get the best out of him. Because I, I really think that Dion's best year was with OKC. Uh, his second season, not the um, first time, who, who just had like a few months. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was just a, a different player. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, Miami in Miami had better um, numbers, for sure. And also way more possessions to handle in a less pressured environment. So I still think that that year of Dion was, was his best. And he was useful, as you said. Mm-hmm. You don't have any sneaky Anthony Davis or, or LeBron uh, comps, do you? No, I, I read Denny Avidia and LeBron James, and I. Uh, <laughs> no, I'll, somebody did that. Yeah, I mean, guys, oh, Le, LeBron James. Break. Ugh. Like Denny, Denny might be a good all-around player. In a like, you can you can say that he's maybe a wing-like version of Sharich. Like a guy like that, yeah, that's who yeah. can do multiple stuff on the court. But LeBron James, like a guy that at eight, the age of eighteen, he was able to turn a country, like, and, and made everyone look at him. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to. to I, I watched an entire game of Maccabi Tel Aviv, mm-hmm. and it was enough for me. <laughs> like maybe I, 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 I caught like a really bad game, uh, but. I mean, it's it's nothing like that. Luca, like if you if you watched Luca at the age of sixteen when he was playing Saska Moscow mm-hmm. and he was taking like trees from I don't know thirty five feet and winning the game at sixteen, that is a player that is magnetic and you want to see more. Then he might be a good NBA player, but no, no LeBron comp. Yeah, if we want to What's talk up? about Denny, I mean, I've got my comp for him is like a better passing Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, maybe of maybe of anybody on on either team. Like that's, and I don't know. I don't like Denny's like Denny's posture is weird to me. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's like too upright. Yeah, when he moves around the court, and I don't like <laughs> I don't like that. Um, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be a fine player. I don't. He's. I don't even see like future all star within within him. But uh, not today. No. Um, yeah. I mean, there are players that don't like don't have any production in Europe because yeah. they are raw talent yeah. uh, talents and or for other reasons. But like superstars that come from Europe have production. Like Dirk Nowitzki is an exception. Janis mm-hmm. Antetokounmpo is a huge exception because he was oh, playing yeah. like he, he he had no physical strength at mm-hmm. the age of eighteen when he was drafted. Like just just no strength. It was very very thin. So his transformation, his body transformation, is what helped him. Imagine today Janis in a in a, in a Kaboklo body, who is not the same player. Like it's he's really not the same player. His mm-hmm. physicality is what makes him special so i don't see that in danny uh, maybe i'll be uh maybe i'm wrong because i mean i i don't do that for a living but i don't i don't really see the allure i mean you want to have players that can do multiple things and this is why you probably take a flyer like around position number 10 11 
because yeah. there was like it's not that there is huge talent there so you can take a flyer but this is this is what danny is for me a flyer to get a competent nba player yeah and i've watched some of him but is he a fake shooter like is he not a real I, shooter he's not a real shooter yet that for sure. I, I I don't see him being a knockdown shooter. Yeah, and that's a problem. That's a problem for me with him. Like that's a huge yeah. problem. Yeah, Bender was a fake shooter. Exactly. Like this <laughs> seven feet tall guy who mm-hmm. who will be a shooter for sure in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Still waiting. Uh, I don't know. It's I don't trust that. I don't trust the shot. I don't trust the overall um profile of a of a superstar he may be like a role player mm-hmm. a la darius charge that that can be um where you can play for a good team be a starter in this league yes that is i think the median outcome maybe a little bit more than that yeah. um because he can be a bust he can play like like bender i don't see why uh that part of his uh development can go in a I mean, there are chances, there are teams where he, you, you play him there, maybe he gets to Sacramento and there is no room for him to develop. And I don't know, maybe it's just out of the league. So mm-hmm. too much time. We spent too much time on a video, but the LeBron comp was really, really bad. <laughs> um, that is really bad. Yeah, that makes me sick to my stomach, actually. Um, okay, so let's go to the number one overall pick. Or the number one overall player in Sam Vecini's top 100 on the athletic, uh, Lamelo Ball. Do you have a comp for Lamelo Ball on the Lakers or the Heat? Well, I have two columns: best case, worst case. Yeah. Um, I don't have a best case because I don't think that either team have uh, a shot creator of that kind at six seven without all the LeBron things. <laughs> um, yeah. But they do have. Uh, I do think that the re- there are some similarities between the way in which Lamelo thinks the game and and Reggie Rondo. I mean, yeah. these are totally different players, uh, but I can see Lamelo being an extremely gifted passer that can rebound the ball, that can play okay defense when he wants to. Uh, but he can score the basketball, but he's not a scorer. Mm-hmm. So in the worst to median outcome, I, I put like a taller, ver- a taller version of Rondo. Yeah, that's exactly what I what I had for Lamelo, just because he they he thinks the game at a high level. Yeah, and Rondo has somehow gone completely like under the radar, underrated over the last several years, and he's playing in crunch time for probably the eventual champion of the NBA. Yeah, and and a, and a good player, and not just like oh, that's all that's all they had. And in in some ways, it is all they have. But he's a good player. He's still a really good basketball player. And so, I mean, if Lamelo ended up having Rajon Rondo's career, I mean, my goodness, like that would be almost outrageous for for this draft and what we're expecting. Because he was he was thought of, you know, at times as like the best point guard in the NBA. You know, yeah. uh, at least top three at times. And so, if if Lamelo ever became that, I mean, that would be that would be spectacular you know whoever ends up yeah you probably pick him number number one which is what you should do in this draft Mm -hmm. yeah without a doubt uh james weisman who has rocketed to the top of the top 100 
Number two in the top 100, James Wiseman. Do you, do you have a comp for James Wiseman on either uh, team? No, I don't think that the best, I mean, the best version of James Wiseman is a Rudy Gobert type of guy. Um, this With, is what he is. Like a better, He's, a better offensive player though, right? Yeah, maybe slightly worse defensively and attack better offensively because you can, you can at least hope that the shooting kind of materialize for him. Yeah. Um, but I mean, these teams have like bad centers, like bad traditional centers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, but I think that if everything goes wrong, he can be a McGee guy, McGee type of guy, yeah. like a real protector that plays for a hundred teams in his career that has good 10, between 10 and 15 minutes a night, he can play good basketball. He's very specific. Like he can play against these, like some sort of team and not others. Um, I can see a career uh, like that or, or a career like Ashim Tabit. That is still in play for a guy like oh, Weisman because like no one knows anything about him. The, the, the athletic abilities are way better than what Tabit had yeah. uh, when he was drafted. His mobility, his hips mobility, especially is not as bad, but Guys like that can be problematic in modern NBA. You you need to have uh, a team that believes in what you do and play you the right way. I don't know if he he ever uh, develops an instinct to pass the ball at at a high level. There are other players in this draft that can do that from the center position. And so if you have an extremely good shot blocker um, uh, like New York's Mitchell, but like you can have guys like that, but are they worth a top two, top three pick in this modern era? I don't know. Yeah. I think Mitchell's actually like a pretty nice comp for him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like James Wiseman. If, mm-hmm. if the Thunder somehow traded up in the draft and got James Wiseman, I actually like be pretty excited about that because he could be, I mean, he could be anything. I mean, honestly, like he could be JaVale. Like he, he could just be, and maybe JaVale with a better head on his shoulders, you know, which is like, no, that's like a starting level center that probably can't play 30 minutes a night, but could definitely play 30 minutes a night on a bad team. You know, yeah. like I, I'd actually be pretty excited about that because he does have the potential to stretch, protect the rim and, and like be, he could be a nice player for the modern era. Like he really could be. And if you're seven one with a seven six wingspan, there's just not that many guys in the NBA that are that that can play. So yeah. I would be I'd be excited about that. Uh, do you have a comp for Obi Toppin? Uh, yes. Um, th- this will sound stupid, but like he can become a better version of Markeith Morris. Yeah. Um, like he started off not as a four, uh, Markeith, I mean, mm-hmm. with with a better scoring. He had a few good scoring season and he was actually playing some defense. I do think that Topping can be a better version of that if everything pans out. Like a real threat uh, from everywhere on the court, a guy that will score as the first Thing, and then maybe uh, he will be able to do other stuff on the court. Um, and I cannot stop. I can stop thinking about the fact that he was still on a team 
that was winning and winning at a high level in college basketball. And you can pinpoint the fact that Dayton was winning because of Obi Toppin playing, uh, because he was playing like he did. He's old, so you you basically you can basically think that this is the version of Obi Toppin that will play most of his time in the NBA, like a very gifted scorer that can play some defense, but not not way too much. I mean, he has some limitations. He's, his size is not awesome. 6'9", blocks 6'11", uh, wingspan. So y- you never know, um, like with old player, not, not old, 22 years old, is not being old, but y- you may want to, you can frame him as a scoring power forward that can that maybe can play in certain setting as your five for 10 minutes a night. So Keith is the only player uh, that I can kind of put close to topping. He's not bam. He missed all the field part. The right. like, but bam is a super athlete. Um, I don't know. Uh, I know that Keith is not a a great player today, but the best version of Keith was a very useful player in this league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I th- also think that he could be like super Kyle Kuzma, who's like a productive player, like good athlete can shoot it from not like known as like a shooter, but a willing shooter. Um, mm-hmm. he's, probably, he's a better rebounder than Kuzma is. Kuzma's good, <laughs> by the way, like Kuzma. Yeah. Is like legitimately, very good for the Lakers yesterday. Yeah, uh, I was impressed with him. He was one of the, he's one of the only guys that really popped to me. For, yeah, for LA yesterday. Yeah, and I I think he he's more right now is more of a three than he like he likes to play with LeBron and another big guy. Yeah, uh, more so than being the the four. I think he's more comfortable in guarding certain players. Uh, and that is why I don't think that Topping would be a guy like that. I don't think that Topping will ever be able to guard wings. Uh, Kuzma, probably you want to him to guard slow, bigger, like slow wings. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and even if they are a tad quicker, I think it's better that than guarding a center for him while, while topping can be okay. Guarding the center. If he's not Anthony Davis. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. 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 No, I agree with that. I think, I mean, Toppin has to guard big guys. <laughs> he just, he yeah. just has to, yeah. or else he's just not going to survive in the NBA. But Again, he's going to be uber like uber productive. Like he's going to be crazy productive in the NBA. I just don't yeah. have any doubt about that. Uh, number five on the big board, Anyeka Kongwu, who's going to get like the most unfair comp in the history of NBA drafts because I feel like a Kongwu is going to do nothing but disappoint because his comp is Bam. Like it's just like it's really unfair to him mm-hmm. because. Everybody is looking at this draft and watching the NBA finals and like, well, who is the BAM type of guy in this draft? Because there's got to be one, right? Like, yeah, it's probably Nyeko Kongwu. Okay, great. That's the guy. He's going to be BAM. This is great. This is great. Look, my team can even get BAM. This is easy. It's easy to get a guy like that. And the truth is it's not. Kongwu is, I really, really like him. I, I would mm-hmm. I would take him over James Wiseman. I would take him over Obi Toppin. 
every every single time. I would. Yeah. I really like him. I like his potential on both ends, honestly. Uh he's I wish he was I wish he was closer to seven feet. Uh, mm-hmm. that's that's one of the things that's that's not great about a Kongu is that he's just not that tall. Uh and his wingspan is not like crazy impressive for his size. So but I really like him and I like his potential on both ends. I just don't know that he can he can get to the heights that Bam has gotten to so quickly. I just think it's it's to me it's like the most unfair thing about this upcoming draft is that everybody's going to say that a Kongwu is Bam and like Bam's a special player. <laughs> and <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know if a Kongwu can be a special player. I think that he can be a, a game-changing type of guy on both ends of the court and be a starting level big. I mean, I, there's no doubt about that in my mind. But for him to be the best player in the Eastern Conference Finals, <laughs> I just don't know that that's fair. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Yeah, I mean, when you make a comp with um, with a superstar, you either limit the the potential of a player, like Luka Doncic, I mean, yeah, we want to compare him to Tony Kukic or whoever, and Luka is just different. He's just Luka, and he will probably be set as a standard for someone else. Or he, he raised the expectation way, way too much. And I don't know what kind of player uh, Congo can be, and I don't really see the BAM comparison. I mean, BAM, BAM reached the game to such a high level yeah. that asking a rookie to do that, um, it's a rookie like Okongu, who's an okay passer, um, is not fair. I mean, this is what makes Bam special together with the incredible defensive and athletic abilities that he has, plus a developing touch. I mean, Bam is is a great player, but it's unique. He's not, I mean, when, when you see Okongu, you don't see what Bam was in college. Mm. Bam in college w- wasn't doing those things. Mm. Okongu is way more refined as an offensive player. Mm. You can post up Okongu from day one and get something out of it. Mm. Uh, that wasn't the case for Bam Adebayo. The screening potential is real. I mean, he's a good screener. He's a, he's a guy, Okongu, I mean, that understand basketball. So maybe he will not be Bam, but you can get a mobile, mobile uh, center that can play back with his back to the basket, that can make a jumper, and is probably more versatile than Bam on offense. And, and, and you don't defense. get the passing. He's more you, versatile you on defense too, I think. Just because just because he is a little bit smaller and is mm-hmm. can, I think he can cover almost anybody. 
Yeah, I mean, so it's you get a different different kind of player, but I agree with you. I mean, he is very interesting. I don't know if I would pick him before other guys, um, like surely not Lamelo and not Anthony Edwards. I would have to think yeah. about uh, other guys like Halliburton or uh, probably just Halliburton. Um, but but take, he's I a guy. Take him over Edwards. That, yeah, I don't know. I mean. To be honest with you, if I have pick number three and Edwards is there, I don't think twice. Uh, I get that. because I get that because you you can you can try and see for yourself if he is that bad or if or if he's or, or if he has everything and he just need your guidance. Um, so we'll see. I just have but, less doubts about what a Kongu can be and more doubts about what Anthony Edwards could be. Oh I, yeah, I just yeah. worry that. Like if you're like if the Thunder somehow traded for the number three pick, mm. who are you taking? Oh, Anthony Edwards, without a doubt. If well, if Wiseman is there and Edwards is already gone, then I'll have to think about it because I don't know. I, I really don't know. Yeah, probably Okongu, but there are guys that. I think are worth it depends. I mean, I would not try to get number three in this draft. I would much rather give, <laughs> give up yeah. give up something else and get, I don't know, pick number eight and twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, the Nick pick and the Sacramento pick. That those are the picks that you can really get because I think that there there are trades to be made that can get you those picks. Mm-hmm. And if you have those, I I know what to do with those. Mm-hmm. I have my ideas. Yeah. I don't I don't disagree with you about that. And, and one really and one of the picks value. you will not like. Either with 8 or 12 I will get RJ Hampton. Yeah. And oh, and be okay with that. Yeah. He would probably fail, but I want to see him failing. Did you have did you have a Hampton Hampton's seven on Sam's board, also rocketing up the rankings mm-hmm. here? Is that is he rocketing up the rankings just because of a uh, a nice workout video? Is that what's happening? Uh, I think that the, the reason is those videos, um, but probably, also probably paired with a conversation with Mike Miller, I would guess. Yeah, maybe so, but you you kind of like it's not that remaking your shooting motion is easy. Mm-hmm. And if you the, the shots that he that he showed in that in, in those clips are really looking the same every single time. Yeah. And this is this is not very common. But the point is, RJ Empton physical abilities and defensive potential. And, and youth, those are in this draft. I do think that I was going to take a flyer even without the the, um, the shooting part. I mean, around 10, 11, 12, you have guys like Vassell, Kier Lewis Jr., Patrick Williams, Sadiq Bay, mm. and then you have this guy that can be something different, something more, because he has that athletic ability and incredible. Like, I remember watching him against OKC uh, with the breakers yep. and and you could see that he was different in an NBA court where you, where you have more space, where you have like different rules. It's just more important than in the NBL. And, and so 
if you add the shooting to that, I have no problems in seeing him like a 8 to 12 guy compared to 10 to 15, because the shooting for him is really the difference. If he can shot like Baisley did, like so imagine that you, you could see Darius Baisley taking 10 trees in the bubble before the draft, like with that kind of repetition. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or watching him like nailing trees in in, a, in, in practice, uh, I think that he's not there at 23. Because if you add the shooting, at least the potential of the shooting to a guy that can do multiple things on the court, yeah, you, you take a flyer well, because shooting is easy. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, man. Hey, I just I just don't know if I can believe in Hampton's shooting though. Well, I just don't know. But it, but that's okay. But but that's okay. I mean, <laughs> you don't have to believe to believe that necessarily. <sighs> you have to think if it doesn't pans out, he is done to Exum 2.0 or worse. Yeah. Which is a wasted pick. And he also if looks he just like Dante Exum. It's like unbelievable how much yeah, he looks like physically yeah. looks like Dante Exum. It's very weird. <laughs> But yeah. the comp is there. Like the comp is not a bad one, which makes it even weirder to me. It's like he looks yeah. like Dante Exum. He plays like Dante Exum because he's got that burst of speed yeah. that no one else has in the draft. Mm-hmm. I mean, Edwards is maybe the closest, the next closest one that has the burst of speed. It's, it is unbelievable, but you have to be able to finish once you get to the cup. Like you have yeah. to be able to shoot so that you can have the space to use that burst of speed. And if you can't do that and you can't finish at the rim, then like your speed is just that, like you're, you're a track star on the NBA court. Yeah. And there are guys, there's been tons of guys like that in the NBA. And I just worry that he'll be the next one. But if you really can shoot, if you really, really can, I mean, I would take him over Tyrese Halliburton. Like I like Tyrese Halliburton a lot mostly because I think he's a really smart player that can really pass it and will be a nice pro like his ceiling is just like a starting level guard that is really, you don't want him to be your lead guy because I don't think that he's going to score it enough, but if he's your like de facto point guard, but plays a lot of off ball in the half court type of stuff and can move the ball well and that can hit an open three, like that's a nice player. Like That's a player that you'd want to have. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- 
Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. He can be George Hill 2.0 yeah. with a little bit more size and same shooting abilities and okay defensively. Mm-hmm. A guy that you can play with other stars and he will make you better. Yeah. That is what Ollie Burton can be for you. Yeah, I mean, but he's not the player. No, no, no. And, and Hampton could be the guy that you're like, okay, take the ball. Mm-hmm. Because you can create something that nobody else can on the court. He's like... Like Russell could create, Russell Westbrook could create like no other person on the court because he was so fast and ferocious at getting to the rim that it just sucked the defense in and he could hit guys on the outside and like made, uh, you know, got triple doubles based on that, (laughs) based on that alone. And RJ Hampton could do that. Like he could be that guy only if he can finish, only if he can Mm -hmm. shoot. Only. And so I, I'd, I'd love to see more. What I saw, I really liked. I was actually really impressed and a little shocked when I saw the way that he shot the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I don't think seven is, is crazy because of that. I just am personally lower on him just because I've seen more of the RJ Hampton that scares me than I have of, than I, I've seen two minutes of him shooting the ball well. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, there are... Other two things that I want to point out here, Uh, and Sam pointed out the same uh, in one of uh, his recent podcasts. Uh, The the Australian league is not an easy one. There is real talent and there are like veterans that are playing there that will never let you, I mean, it's not that they will let you score. It's, It's actually very hard as a league and for a guy that he's 18 going there and, and playing and playing way better than what a guy like Terrence Ferguson did two years ago or three years ago. It's, yeah. it's very different. The contribution that he had compared to Ferguson. Um, and the second one, um, well, I don't remember. Um, I did want to bring up hoop Hoopstock 69 brought this up in the chat. Mm-hmm. So that on the game theory pod that uh, Sam and I listened to this, and I still don't know what I think about it. And I trust Sam's opinion over mine, obviously, with the NBA draft. But he said that he thinks that Precious Achua is a closer comp to Bam than Anyeka is. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. Uh, not Bam is what I've written in column number column G on my sheet. Uh, alongside Precious Achua's name, not yeah. Bam. I, I don't think he is that guy. Um, I understand why he can be more of a Bam version than uh, Onyeko Kongu because his physical length and the way in which he play ferocious defense, tenacious rebounder, can be closer to what Bam is mm. than what Okongu has um but i agree i mean okongu is not a good comp for like bam isn't a good comp for okongu that said uh, there is a steep difference 
between him and Ocon and uh, and Chua in terms of who is the better player and who probably will be uh, the better player. Yeah, um, it, it's not particularly good, but I, I understand. I mean, he reminds you that that raw talent, uh, length, and yes, this is what Bam Bam was, but the ability to to play like the, the feel and the IQ are different, and this is what makes Bam special. Bam is not just a, a freak athlete; is mm-hmm. is way more than that. You can you can have six nine freak athletes, uh, but none of, of them are Bam because of the IQ and the way in which he improved season by season. Yeah. Do we agree that Okoro is Iguodala, and yes. we can move on because no one likes him? Yeah. Uh, no one between me and you. I mean, <laughs> I don't like Isaac Okoro. <laughs> I, I really, oh gosh, I'm just so afraid the Thunder are going to get a like the 10th pick and draft him. It scares me. It's horrifying <laughs> to me that they're going to, like, yeah, it's going to be SGA and Okoro. <laughs> it's going to no. like, I just, it's, it is, I'm, I'm mortified. I don't want to be on that island. I, I probably will be if they drafted him because, yeah, but you see, Okoro has a chance to be a shooter. Yeah. He is actually good with the ball and he is an incredible defender. Um, yeah. I would much rather be on RJ Hampton Island than <laughs> in Okoro's. Um, um, you, you will probably be alone in that island uh, sooner or later, but better yeah. to be in the island that you choose and not the one that the Thunder choose for you. I know. I'd rather Ty- I'd rather have Tyrese Halliburton than both of them, just because I know what I'm getting. Like I know I'm yeah. getting a good shooter, a good passer, fine defender. He's got a lower ceiling than both those guys. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I mean, honestly, like if there's a like J- the Jimmy comparison is also unfair to Okoro, but like he's got the tenacity there. He's got to develop a ton on his jumper to get there, but. Like Jimmy's not t- a terrible comp for Okoro. I wouldn't type his name next to Jimmy's just because. Iggy, Iggy or Jimmy? Jimmy. I, meant I, I put it. Yes, yes. I put him next to Iguodala as well because I think that's a mm-hmm. more fair comp. Mm-hmm. But like, there's there's some Jim. Like, if like best case scenario, Andre Iguodala could have been Jimmy Butler. You know. Yeah. Like they're not that dissimilar of players. No. No. But, no, and Iguodala, but like Philly's Iguodala was was something, was a high flyer. Like yeah. he was very entertaining. Oh yeah, Okoro, Okoro can be that more yeah. so than what Jimmy is today. But yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, Mystery Man Kilnays, he's dropping for he's dropping no reason apparently. No, I mean, nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. Yeah, he's I mean, not playing. The, the right only now, thing that's so. happened that's new is RJ Hampton released a two-minute video of him shooting the ball in his underwear. And that's all that happened. It's literally it. And somehow Killian Hayes is nine. I dude, I'd take him. If you give me the ninth pick, give him to me. Yeah. Like he can create. He's lefty. He can shoot it. He's, he's tragic slide. I I don't know. Um he you can he's you can so see. young he's so young I, I just don't get how we're how we get to the point where it's almost like we fl- like we flip-flopped on rj hampton and killian hayes you know yeah and i think that the reason behind it is you you like 
what Killian Hayes can be in the NBA. The idea of, of a player that has a lot of IQ, mm -hmm. that is probably going to shoot sooner or later. But, but then you watch he is the way in which he attacks pick and roll and yeah. the way in which RJ Hampton attacks the basket. And you can see two different kinds of speed. Oh yeah. One, I mean, I I struggle with 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 Killian because of his first step or lack of thereof. Um no, no. he yeah. struggled a lot in beating his own man off a of pick, pick and roll action, let alone isolations. So if he is a limited creator because he cannot beat his man, is he a top ten player in this in this draft? I I don't know. I like the potential of being an, an extremely good passer because he thinks the game quickly and he makes the right choices. Mm -hmm. He looks for the corners immediately in pick and rolls. But I cannot shake the fact that he, he was having a hard hard time. Uh, beating his own man and it's and it's not the same as luca i mean i remember uh nick duncan tweeting yeah he, he had trouble beating his own man with the real madrid yes that happened but he he was going against the best defender in your league and they were doubling him and there was no spacing on the court this is not what happened in uh, with killian killian just had problems in beating his own man when uh, playing with Green Jared and other guys that could space the floor for him with no double, just couldn't beat his man with his first step. And I, this actually worries me. And this when is, you go back and you rewatch the most credit Green Jared has ever gotten from anybody in the whole world. Right <laughs> well, here. but in Euler Cup, he's a good player. Like in not EuroLeague level in Europe, Grant Jarrett is actually okay. He can really shoot it. He was able to shoot it even when he was with OKC. He couldn't do anything else, but mm -hmm. shooting was not the issue. Sorry to Jarrett. detract you. I just was. I just had to say something about Grant Jarrett <laughs> just because you said his name. All right, continue. Sorry. <laughs> no, I mean this is like at, at the at the end of the day, you go back and you look at the, the raw physical abilities, and and if you don't have them, it's much 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 harder to be great in the NBA, mm -hmm. and that's why guys like Kilianes and maybe other guys um, like Cole Anthony are sliding because you don't know. Yeah. I mean, you buy the shooting, you buy the IQ, but you really want to see more mm -hmm. in terms of physical abilities and. Not on tape. Yeah. I don't know. There's a good comp for Hayes in this draft. Yeah. I mean, lefty, the, you can say Dragic, but it's it's not the, the same player. Dragic was a far better uh, three-point shooter when he was young. And, shooter and just, I could get past anybody in the NBA when he was younger. Like, yeah. That wasn't a problem. Yeah, he was one of the best finisher at the rim. Yeah. Dragic was. He was so good. Yeah. Mm hmm yeah, I don't, I don't see that with Hayes. Okay, let's go on to your least favorite player in the draft, Devin Vassell. <laughs> oh, uh, this like the thing that I said about Hayes can be replicated to Vassell. I really liked him immediately. Like he, yeah. when I saw him playing, wow, this guy, this guy will be useful on an NBA court, and I still believe that. I still think that Vassell can be extremely useful on an NBA court because he's a great uh, defender in terms of IQ and positioning and all the, th the things that makes you um, a plus defender. He will probably be able to shoot it 
reasonably well, between 37 38% on a decent amount of catch-and-shoot opportunities. Um, shot creation and off the dribble? I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I'm not saying that he will not able not be able to, but if you look at the free the number of free throws that he took, it is alarming. It's yeah. really alarming. Maybe it's a byproduct of the fact that he had no spacing nor shooters to work with. So assist numbers and free throws are bad because he couldn't get to the rim because there was like a crowded area, too much traffic. Um, oh, yeah, Florida State's just notorious for just playing way too many big guys. They'd play four centers if they could. Yeah. I, the thing about Vassell that I would give him a pass on, and the reason why I still like him is just his size. I mean, you talk mm-hmm. about like these other guards like Killian Hayes and guys like that. Like they're six five. That's not. It's not like a. That's that's a very common size. But like you bump up to like six 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 seven where Vassell is, and he's got better length. He's, and to me, he's always profiled as a wing shooter. And where guys like Killian Hayes are more guys that are going to be on the ball, right? Mm-hmm. And so. That's where I'm. I still really like Vassell because he's going to be off the ball. You, all you have to do is shoot it and play defense, and that's why like Danny Green's a good comp. Okay, let's rapid fire some some comps real quick. Just tell me if it, if they're good or bad. So here we go. Uh, Tyler Hero is Aaron Naismith. Good or bad? Bad. Naismith cannot dribble and cannot move and and or shoot off the dribble. So are they? So I was gonna put. I said wing like Jared Dudley. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's hilarious. Uh, Sadiq Bay and Patrick Williams, Jay Crowder. Uh, I think that Patrick Williams can be Jay Crowder. I do think that Sadiq Bay is shorter Kyle Kuzma with a better shooting Ooh. profile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Duncan Robinson, Isaiah Drow. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know why Isaiah Joe is that far off uh, in he? terms of, of of ranking, but yeah. he he can shoot it. He can really, really, really shoot it. Really shoot um, and he has a lot of like the, the shooting percentage is misleading, I think, because he was like thirty four percent with a bad shot selection, mm-hmm. but very high uh, free throw percentage, like close to ninety. This is the same profile that Tyler Hero had at Kentucky. I, I do think that Joe could be. Uh, the guy that you take a flyer on with uh, Thunder Peak if they keep it. Yeah, 47 is low. I need to ask Sam why he's so low on his yeah. top 100. He, yeah, he can do just that. But Duncan Robinson can do just that. He's, it's just super, super elite of yeah. sh- uh, at shooting the basketball, which is, again, super important. Yeah. Kendrick Nunn, Tyrell Terry. Uh, yes, I have the same, uh, a little bit shorter, but, but, uh, but, um, yeah, but yeah. A little bit shorter. Yeah. Um, Solomon Hill, Tyler Bay. Solomon Hill, Tyler Bay. I like that. I also have another Solomon Hill. Uh, let me check. It was somewhere. Um, nope, I cannot find it anymore. Um, but I like that. I also had like, uh, hurt back Dwight Howard as Isaiah Stewart. Yes, yes. 
I can't get off the ground, Isaiah. Isaiah that is exactly right, and this is exactly why the, the Thunder will draft him oh instead my God, of Please don't, Isaiah don't Joe. do it, Sam. I, no, I so Sam, if you're yeah, listening, yeah. don't do it. Sam, don't do it. Uh, last one, uh, Jemias Ramsey is J.R. Smith. That is a good one. Uh, I shooter, kinda, I like very him. good shooter. I like uh, very, very good shooter. Period. But, yeah. but okay. Yeah. Well, Jr. was much better than that when he was. Oh, Jr. was had so it. good. People forget. People forget when he was in Denver. Like he oh, was yeah. sensational. Like yeah. it was just when when he when he got hot, he was like just incredible. Yeah. Can Killian Tilly be our Kelly Olenek uh, with less health? Ooh. I love Killian. Yeah. I love Killian. Of course he could. Of course he could. Yeah, I like him too. Uh, also, Jalen Smith is a Olenek comp. Yeah. Yeah, can shoot. Yeah, like I really like him. I like I, if they if the Thunder oh. took him, I would be actually pleased with that as well. I would I would like the Thunder to draft Xavier Tillman. That guy yeah. can play. Mm-hmm. He is he is kind of old, uh, but which is why the Thunder won't. He's not <laughs> he, he is not Bam, but I think there is discover. Like there there are some things to discover with him. It's yeah. not a finished product. If the shooting improves, he can make you better uh, because of his passing, because of his attitude. I like the guy. Yeah. I really like the guy. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Uh, thanks for listening to Down to Dunk. We appreciate it. Follow Michele Barra on Twitter at Mikey Barra. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew K. Schlecht. Leave us an Apple podcast review. If you would, it's very easy. You click the purple podcast app. You hit five stars. Uh, it means a lot to us. Uh, I read every single one, and I'll read some more on uh, on Friday this week. I forgot to do that just because uh, there was some some wildness on the last Fry Pod, but I'll I'll read some uh, this Friday. So, hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you guys again on Wednesday. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. 